everybody. Welcome to Podcasting for Humans. Honest conversations about podcasting problems. Every week, a different podcaster comes on the show and brings a podcast problem, struggle, or doubt to the table, and we process it together. I'm Richard Clark. I'm the owner of Area Code Audio, a podcasting agency that helps people organizations and brands build trust and loyalty through the medium of podcasting. And my guest today is Alex. He's the host of a long time running podcast. I think you said recently more than 200 episodes at this point. It's a podcast called Time for Your Hobby. Welcome, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, I actually had Richard on my show. So yeah, I think I'm at 233 episodes, but I have no so way. way more than 200. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've recorded a bunch. I have enough to last me a full year, another year now to my sixth year doing this. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's yeah, a lot. It's been going since, yeah, since, since 2018, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Time, time flies by. I remember when I started, I had a long luscious hair and. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to For make listeners, myself feel good. For listeners, he does not have long luscious hair right now. He, Look, it's gravity. No I have hair. a beard. It, it fell down. Huh? <laughs> right, right. Um, so, uh, Adam, tell me about the podcast, Time for Your Hobby. Tell us, tell us what that is. So the podcast, Time for Your Hobby, is a podcast all about interviewing people from all walks of life from around the world about their hobbies. And the way I structured the show was mostly about the individual and their connection to their hobby, not about turning your hobby into a business or making money. Sure, you can make money from your hobby. There's no issue with that. But it was more about what does the hobby bring to you? Why does it make you happy? What makes you keep doing it? It's just the passion behind it. And as we all know, more and more these days, finding some time for yourself to do something you love has huge huge impact on your social life, your mental health, and so many yeah. other elements. And the big reason why I wanted to do this podcast was because nobody wants to hear me talk about my hobby 24-7. I figured I'd interview other people. And the idea yeah. was that if I interview somebody who has a hobby, let's say collecting Lego, and somebody listens to this is like, oh, wow, somebody else does this exact same hobby as me? Cool. I don't feel alone. I feel like I'm heard mm-hmm. and I have the same interest as this individual and I understand their reasoning. So it's basically to learn more about humans as a collective and realize that we're very, very similar all on the pursuit of happiness and hobbies is basically looking for happiness. Yeah, that's good. I remember when I discovered your podcast, um, it came at a really good time where like, I don't know if other people do this, but I was doing a thing where I was like Googling just like, what are hobbies? (laughs) What are some hobbies? Because I was just like, I was in sort of, I think honestly, I was going through depression without recognizing it. Mm. And like, I would, some people would call it a funk or doldrums or just nothing makes me, nothing is fun. I don't Mm want to do anything. That's called depression. (laughs) Um, But, but, um, but as a result of that, I was like, what are some other hobbies? But also honestly, like this was a period I think close to COVID Mm -hmm. and also like we were all tired of screens because we were on screens all the time to like interact with everyone so Mm -hmm. I was looking for like screenless hobbies and stuff like that I got really into puzzles and stuff by puzzles I mean like the kinds that you figure out not the kind that you like Mm -hmm. not not like jigsaw jigsaw, like like writing puzzles um crossword puzzles stuff like Mm -hmm. that anyway yeah, I, I thought it was a really cool idea. And I one of the things I really like about it is that it does give you like 
a series of options. You can look at your podcast, <laughs> scroll through the feed, and you're like, yeah, those are all good ideas for hobbies. And then even more, you can get like really invested in it for 30 minutes by listening, mm-hmm. which is really cool as someone who who is like a multi-passionate person um, and just can get really invested and interested in almost anything mm-hmm. at the drop of a hat. And I think a lot of people would like would relate to that, especially as like ADHD awareness and stuff starts <laughs> yeah. rising. There's a lot of people who are just like going from one hobby to the next. And <laughs> you should have someone on your podcast that whose whole hobby is just doing new hobbies. Um, I did a have hobby somebody. Enthusiast. I did have somebody. You did? Yeah. You did do that. Oh, I love that. Okay. <laughs> send me that link. We're going to link yeah. it in the show notes. And uh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, <laughs> tell me a little bit about what's on your mind today. What you want to talk about? So what's been on my mind lately, because I've been doing this for five years now, working on my sixth year, and something that's pretty common in podcasting is something called pod fading. So the idea of like, oh, you know, you're doing podcasting, you get so excited, you start it, and then you just kind of like fade out. Now, I'm not at that stage. I'm not saying I'm going to get that stage, but maybe I am in the future. Who knows? But it's a concept like you just get bored and you just move on to something else. And with podcasting, there's some people who have that pressure like, okay, well, I got to keep podcasting. I got to get release new episodes every week, every week. Sometimes some people do two times a day, which is wild. And <laughs> it's that social pressure that we get that you have to keep on releasing new episodes constantly. And it's that yeah. pure pressure that you get. So for me, I used to release an episode every week and it got to the point, none this is just personal choices. I got to the point where I was about to have my first kid a few years ago, and I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to record 70 episodes between the month of, let's say, June to August. Mm -hmm. And I recorded all those to just release it every single week for a full year so I don't need to worry about recording. But after that, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have a kid. I can still record a little bit. And then I had the second kid. I'm like, there's no way I can keep this going as in every single week. It'd be a lot of pressure. So Currently, I'm doing it once a month, and personally, I'm still not bored of it. I really enjoy the conversations. I still want to keep doing it, but if, let's say, a month I take it off, I don't want to feel like, I don't feel like I'm a failure. You see statistics saying, there's millions of podcasts carried every single year, but they don't really talk about how many of those have like one episode or two episodes, and here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with that. If you did, like you started a hobby, you did two episodes, cool. You went out of your way, you created a podcast, you started, you did two episodes, that's good. Do not need to feel like you're a loser or you're not better. And that's that's another thing that's on my mind. Like the whole like, my podcast is better than yours because I'm doing more than sure. you. The whole competition yeah. aspect. Yeah, that's imp- that's built in. So it sounds like you have the answer to your question do you (laughs) do you do you do you uh is there is there something you're you're wondering about or trying to figure out around this um well i guess it's just like a society question like why are we at this point where podcasting Mm -hmm. at first is like a very like close and everybody was helping each other in terms of like hey i want to see you succeed but now it's from my personal experience, it has become more and more cutthroat. You just feel like there's more tension and there's, it feels like there's clicks. There's the big podcasters. You got like people who are making millions or like the Joe Rogan or like the Obama or Hillary Clinton and all those like people who have like industries behind them. Then you have the people who are, there's like so many subdivisions. There's the podcasters. 
Yes. And then there's the indie podcasters who are like the high school bully indie podcasters. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you know what I mean. It's, okay. Th- th- I have so much to say and talk about around this. It's this yeah. is like a really rich topic. Before I get into it, though, I want to ask you, like, what is the feeling that this question brings up in you? Like, this is a podcast for humans called <laughs> Podcasting for Humans. So I want to I want to get into the feeling thing. What's the feeling that comes up when you talk about this? My feeling? Are we allowed to swear on this podcast? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. If that if that's something you would do, <laughs> go for it. I don't I don't tend to swear much, but my feeling whenever I think of these ideas of like the social pressure, I'm like. I don't give a fuck about what you want. I did this podcast my way. I'm going to go at my own pace. Fuck you. And not you, Richard, but like people's like, yeah. oh, you like there's some people who have good intentions. They want to do it. I'm like, you know what? I'm cool with one doing it once a month. This is my pace. Yeah. I'm going. It's like, oh, we got to be sprinting. I'm like, hey, chill. I'm over 30. My hips hurt. I'm not sprinting. Okay. I'm taking my time. So I'm trying to figure out talking to you whether this is something you actually like struggle with or if if it's just something that you find annoying and and it bounces off because those things are really related like I the way you're talking about it there's a sense I'm almost like I'm almost getting a sense that it's like it does bother you and you have to be aggressive towards it in order for it not to bother you is that true or not It's gone to the point where I used to be very active on Twitter and that was like my main platform for like interacting yeah. with podcasters and stuff like that. And it just, yeah. it just got so like divided in there and dogmatic, just, it, right? Yeah. And it, it, not just like Twitter, uh, Twitter itself, but like just the podcast portion of Twitter, it just yeah. felt like you're, you couldn't really jump in and it was really harsh on newer podcasters jumping in. And it, if I, I feel bad like I always want to make podcasting an open space. Anybody who has an idea who wants to share, I'm like, yeah, I would share. That's like why I made like that whole Google spreadsheet, but with a bunch of podcast tools and resources, I'm like, Oh, here, I found this, do what you want to work with that. But, uh, in a way it, the fact that it just got so much more competitive and not competitive as in like, well, I guess, yeah, competitive, but the way I see podcasting, it's like a buffet. You're not going to satisfy everybody. My podcast yeah. is definitely not going to satisfy people who want to turn their hobbies into a career. They're going to look at my yeah. podcast like, ah, oh, not something I want to do. Cool. You do you. So it's gotten to the point where I, and I hate saying this because I really love the community. I love interacting with podcasters, but it kind of like somewhat just a little bit deterred me away from the community. And mm-hmm. I, I really prefer interacting with podcasters one-on-one. Yeah. So whenever like I, I talk to a podcaster yes. or they reach out to me or I reach out to them, I'm fully engaged in the conversation. I want to know yeah. how they're doing and stuff like that. I want to make sure that we're building a connection. The whole like major society of podcasting, I'm like, ah, I'm not too much into it as much because it's just a high school click. I want to seize on that that one-on-one versus multiple mm-hmm. people thing because I think that something happens when you speak to a large audience and that is mm-hmm. you have to speak to them as if you know <laughs> right you have to speak <laughs> right. to that audience as if you know who they are you have to sort of assume <laughs> you know who they are what they need what they're trying to do mm-hmm. and what th- what is best for them and that is really mm-hmm. hard to do when you're giving them advice which is why i structured right. the podcast this podcast the way that i did which is i don't claim to tell anyone on this pod that's listening to this podcast that i know it's best for them 
all I can say is that I'm trying to help out the people I'm talking to. And I, as you're <laughs> talking, like I realize, and I have even on the, um, a very recent episode, I fell into this trap that you're talking about where I got real judgy about specific kinds of podcasts. And even in that moment, someone corrected me and said, well, I appreciate it for this reason, or I would think of it a different way and it would be this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right. Like I was thankful that that person called me on it because the, the reality is podcasts can be literally anything. <laughs> and if you like, I, um, the, the way that I, I don't know about you, but the way I started to, uh, podcasting back in 2008, I think was mm-hmm. talking. I put a, literally put an iPad on a table, hit record mm-hmm. on the vo- voice memo app. And me and my friends would sit around a table and talk into that iPad. Like, and with mm-hmm. no plan, no plan, no structure to speak of, just a topic that mm-hmm. we, want, we wanted to talk about. And that, mm-hmm. when you, you contrast that and our attitudes around podcasting to now, mm-hmm. it illustrates your point perfectly. Your question was, why are we at this point? And what yeah. has happened between then and now? I have one answer, money. That is what <laughs> has happened. That is fundamentally yes. what has happened. And you're talking to a person who makes money off of podcasts. My whole livelihood is that. And I I do feel like it's fascinating talking to you because there is a spectrum between hobby Mm -hmm. and vocation or calling or job, you know, like Mm -hmm. those are two distinct sides of the spectrum and everyone's sort of somewhere in there and frankly making assumptions about where people are even should be. Does that like, Mm -hmm. do you see that happening too? I do see that happening and I agree with you. And it's the concept of that. It seems that certain individuals say, hey, there's only this type of space for podcasting. You can only either make it a hobby. It can only be a hobby. Podcasting is only a hobby or you can only make money with a podcast. I don't know if you remember, I'm not throwing any shades, but I had, let's call it beef with somebody on X regarding this conversation, this exact topic. Um, what, what what is X for if not that? Yeah, exactly. And it, it went it went intense where this individual was saying, I'm not going to sh- name them out specifically, but yeah. basically saying, if you're not doing it for money, you're wasting your time. And I'm saying, yeah. well, there's some people who do it not for money, just, you know, it's a stress reliever and stuff like that. And I, I, I like to believe there's enough space in the podcast world for yeah. everything. If you want to make money with podcasting, hey. Go for it. Make all the money in the world. Yeah, you know, make it your thing. If you want to do it, you know, you have a tough day, you're a surgeon, and you know, you want to just do podcasting just to talk and not actually make money from it, do your thing. Yeah. There's there's enough space. The internet's pretty wide. You'll find a corner that you can just party in. Yep. There's such, like, I, I actually don't think most people are running around saying, you have to make money doing this, or you have to do this as mm. a hobby. I think instead what people are doing is making assumptions and then operating off of those assumptions in conversation Mm. and then freaking out when those assumptions are challenged, (laughs) right? Which is what you Mm. experienced. Actually, we don't have to make money. He's like, wait, that's like my whole, (laughs) I'm assuming that we do. And now you've sort of Mm -hmm. triggered me by like making me rethink my entire life in a way. Right. Mm. So I, I think that's one of the things that's happening where, um, so much of the podcasting world is predicated fundamentally on there's money here now and 
Some mm-hmm. some people are doing it because for gold rush reasons. Frankly, you know they're seeing, which is <laughs> which is uh, to me laughable. It's really hard to make mm-hmm. money making a podcast or making podcasts mm-hmm. in general. It's tough work. You have to be good at it, and it's just not an mm-hmm. easy thing to do. Um, when you were talking about clicks, I immediately took that as a challenge <laughs> and started writing down. <laughs> Let's do it. What yeah, are the I'm clicks? ready for these challenges. So uh, here are just a few, and you can tell me if if I miss one. So like we have these big stars, right? The the superstars, Barack Obama, yeah. Oprah, the one, the, the private, like, the private school clicks. <laughs> yeah, smart, smart lists. Um, those guys, man. Yeah, I don't know what you would compare that to. They're just celebrities, and they yeah. frankly they exist in yeah. every medium. Anyone can write a book. If you're a celebrity, you can just write a book, mm-hmm. and authors will roll their eyes. And if your book happens to be good, they'll be amazed that it's any good. Mm-hmm. So that's Conan O'Brien as an example, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty good podcast. Yeah. Wow. Good job. Um, <laughs> the, the creative, I just have the creatives and that's like Ira Glass and friends and they all agree with each other <laughs> and they all think that if your podcast is not freaking perfect, it's a failure, <laughs> which is really interesting to me. Those guys freak me out the most because they are coming mm-hmm. at it from the assumption of your, your podcast uh, cannot be an experiment. It has to be the ideal, mm-hmm. platonic ideal of a podcast, right? Um, the, mm. And I, of course, I, I should say I'm talking in extremes here. Um, so just yeah, yeah. not everyone is like this. But um, the hustle, the hustlers, the hustle podcast people, where they're like, you got to go out and make a million episodes. You've alluded to that. Um, and they talk about the right way to do it. And you got to go out and get mm-hmm. 14 uh, social media accounts and share clips for every episode and blah, blah, blah. I have one that I think some people don't think about, which is marketers. And, um, the marketers are like making podcasts, uh, that have ROI that uh, that a lot of them are doing branded podcasts. This is sort of my world a little bit. So I think about this a lot, Mm -hmm. but like they're, they're doing podcasts in order to get a message out there. Um, and then the last one I have is the, the freedom of speech bros, which is, which would be like the, uh, Joe Rogan wannabes. Um, and there's a lot of yeah. these out there and they're extremely popular. Frankly, there are a lot of them are killing it. And, um, I think those guys like they, they see podcast, but all of these, the thing that's interesting to me about these clicks is they all have different uh, assumptions about what the goal mm-hmm. of a podcast is. So creative is to make the perfect work of art for the hustlers. It's to make money for the marketers is to promote a brand or to make mm-hmm. money. And then for freedom of speech bros, it's like to get to say your piece, you should be able to say anything you ever want to say on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. Um, and sometimes they combine with hustlers sometimes. Sometimes there's like, you can even like see it in the way where some of the people will merge to one and go back to the other. And like, there will yeah. be like interactions in some ways, the base of the click sometimes just stays as is. There's very yeah. little change on what it is. Like it's, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's a weird yeah. high school analogy. Like once you're a jock, you can't yeah. like, you see everybody else as inferior but that's not true not everybody sees it that way once of right. course and this is this is very relevant to like a lot of topics let's say religion or politics is that if you don't believe in my way you're inferior so it's but it's not right. everybody who thinks like that yeah is this um you know it's this feeling of like um 
you know, lead with curiosity, right? Like that's the idea you want right. to, when you're interacting with someone that doesn't resonate with you or something, you want to ask questions. Um, I think it's such a failure to do that sometimes where people are just like saying what they think ought to be the case. And that, I, I just think that happens when people are, uh, when it's like a lot of experts flooding into the field, myself included, there's just a lot of mm -hmm. opinions. And even myself, mm -hmm. like I knew coming into this work, I was going to have to have an opinion about the medium. Of course. And, you know, I have a specific stake in the ground where it's a hill I'm going to mm -hmm. die on. That is mm -hmm. podcasting is about connection. Every now and then I'll face mm -hmm. someone, even on this show, which is really fun. And I, they will not agree, <laughs> you know, or they will not feel the same way in the same way that I do. Mm -hmm. That it's all about human connection. They'll be like, actually, I just want to inform people or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, I can work with this. Let's try and work with this. <laughs> okay, well, with, with that being said, and not this is not directed towards you, but just like mm -hmm. from your experience, because you've been podcasting a lot longer than I have. For those who are sticking to their guns, basically, like this is my way, have you noticed that if there's some people who admit when they're wrong and other people who can't? Yeah, I... I don't know if I've ever seen in my life someone admit that they're wrong. I, in fact, the mm -hmm. the time that I've seen someone do it, like in a personal interaction with me, like stands out in my head as the one time. Um, <laughs> people admitting they're wrong is very rare, but I have seen people be open-minded and curious, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, a recent guest of the show, Ariel Nissenblatt, I've seen, I think <laughs> she's very good at like, understanding that people make podcasts for all sorts of different ways and championing right. those, those different approaches. And that's, that's what I would say is sort of the, the kind of thing that, that I like. And, and I purposefully didn't include that group as a click because frankly, they, they relate to all of these other clicks. They're interested in all of those other things. They're the floaters, I, <laughs> the, the floaters. Right. And I think, Ideally, we should all be floaters. I mean, if you're if you're still comparing it to a high school lunchroom or something, <laughs> those are the people who are who are or should be the most liked, right? In the school, are those mm -hmm. people who are kind uh, and caring and uh, curious about everyone in the room. And certainly, as we get older, mm -hmm. that is true. <laughs> I think. Yeah. So I, I think that's the challenge for the industry is is not settling to, into that trap of feeling like you have to like be dogmatic and territorial about like what a podcast is and the best way to do it. You know, I mean, I don't know. Have you seen mm -hmm. examples of people who have changed their mind? I haven't seen it on Twitter, but I do see a lot of open-minded people and that the open-mindedness I see a lot in the indie podcasters and those helping out other podcasters as well. Of course, <clears throat> there's always a few who aren't as open-minded, but those are people I'm like, all right, well, if I, I'm the type of person, if I'm wrong, I'll admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I have an argument with my wife, I'll admit when I'm wrong. And I try to yeah. reiterate what she's trying to say, saying, okay, if you correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what you're saying. And she's like, no, yes. I'm like, all right, cool. I understand. We're just, I try to get to the point, try to understand their point of view. I think yeah. I do that on Twitter as well. Just try to reiterate what the person's saying to acknowledge that I am trying to understand what they're saying. And if yeah. I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. And I'll say, okay, you're right on that. And then I w would explain <clears throat> why I believe they're right. And so in, tw in podcasting, and I guess it's more of a human behavior. Admitting when you're wrong shows yeah. weakness in a way. Yeah. But the way yeah. I see it, it shows growth. 
the ability right. to yes. re- self-reflect and it's not just that but you can see in the way if you apply that logic with your podcast as well it's saying okay wait hold on if i can just reflect this if you were trying to make like your podcast successful in the sense like you're trying to make money and stuff like that take advice but you don't have to take all the advice you can listen you don't have to say like if Richard gave me advice on my podcast, I can't go like, "Well, fuck you, Richard." No, 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 no I'm doing it like this. No, no, no. I'm like, okay, thank you for advice, and yeah, I I take in what you say, and then I can work on whatever that is. But if I don't want to, I'm cool with that as well. It's the yeah, idea right. of progression, and I don't have to be at your throat saying you're questioning my technique and stuff like that. Yep. It's so interesting because, okay, I work for, I work with clients, right? I work with clients mm-hmm. who come to me and say, I want to make a podcast. And that's where the conversation starts. Where it doesn't start mm-hmm. is I want to make a podcast because, okay. So I have mm. to ask that question. Why are you trying yeah. to make a podcast? And my assumption in most cases is that they want to make money in some way, shape or form. They want a return on investment. If they're paying me, mainly because they tend to be paying me, right? So if they're paying me Mm -hmm. to make a podcast, I'm going to assume they want to make that money back, at least be sustainable. And there are Mm -hmm. some times when that is incorrect. (laughs) There are some times Mm. when people just want, like, to get their thing out into the world, you know? Um, They -hmm. want to help people. They, (laughs) Which is like a mind-blowing realization, right? And it short-circuits you. A little bit it like it gets in your head because you're like whoa Mm -hmm. i was assuming over here trying to tell you all these monetization strategies or like this isn't going to work because like you're not going to find the Mm -hmm. right niche but all you really want to do is have fun okay Mm -hmm. okay we can work with that um (laughs) and like but that is like that is a skill i i've i've learned that is a Mm -hmm. genuine skill to sort of reset those expectations every time right you talk to a podcaster so i mean the reality is hobbies people pay less for hobbies but they still pay for them you know they still spend mm-hmm. money on hobbies and so um i think i don't know i don't know why i'm bringing up the money thing specifically <laughs> other than to Bring say like i think i think the money thing is a big player in this conversation actually. absolutely because like the more like money um, dictates what you're doing and why you're doing it, the more invested you are in that thing being true. Mm-hmm. You know, if it is your job, you're going to be invested in being right about yeah. that job and not showing weakness. And I think that's what you're seeing well, from so many people. Well, exactly. So for me, I have a, I was going to say I have a side job. I'm an insurance broker. Yeah. That's my main job. And okay. yeah. podcasting is my hobby. So I am not as invested in the podcasting. If podcasting was my main source of income, then yeah, I'm going to go full yes. force. But these are decisions I made. It's the same idea, like, because I produce music as well. So I used to be a rapper and also produce music. And as I was producing music, I was in high in university, high school and college or university, no, high school, university, and then so, uh, now. I said to myself, for now, <clears throat> I'm not going to charge anybody anything to for me to produce the music for them. Because for me, it was just the passion of making the music. Yeah. Like It's not the idea that like, my time is worth this amount of money. I'm doing this because I want to see you build yourself as a character. This is like a place where you can just start and then go on. I take this as technical learning abilities. It's my own internships I'm doing for myself. I will find other ways to make money that will work. I am working on other projects. And then one of them right now is actually something that I think will be pretty good. And i am been working hard on it. Like It's my first project. I'm like, you know what? This one I'm going to monetize 100%. Mm. 
Hmm. Like I have, I have monetized my podcast. I had a few sponsorships, but yeah. like, yeah, I am good on separating because in the back of my mind, I know the podcasting was one of those things for me where I can escape from reality after a long day. I mean, like, you know what, let me just share or talk to somebody and like, let them share their passion. And that gives me the energy and there's no stress. I'm like, I got to reach this um, quota or something like that, or reach, mm-hmm. I have to have these specific people on. And for me, I, a little background, I studied international development and globalization. So that is a background of like learning about third world countries and development and stuff like that. So I always uh-huh. wanted to like help out. So the, in, I guess and that sounds so egotistical saying this narcissistic. <laughs> I, no, I like great. helping people. Yeah. And my, my philosophy is that if I'm doing this for you for free, please do this for somebody else later on who needs help. You said something earlier, which is like, um, you know, the podcast is just a hobby, so you're not as invested. And I think that word invested or investment is really interesting and telling word. It's one that people think sort of that guides the way that people interact with other people in podcasting. And I think this is one of the things that Mm -hmm. people get hung up sometimes Mm -hmm. on when they talk to people who they see as not trying hard enough or not doing enough when it comes to Mm -hmm. podcasting is they feel this ownership over the medium and they want other people to be as invested in the same way as they are. And Mm -hmm. what I'm hearing from you is that you are very invested. (laughs) You're invested in the medium. You're (laughs) invested in podcasting. It's just in different ways, right? Like you're not, you're not pouring blood, sweat, and tears in a way that's going to like kill you, that's going to pay you, but no. you're going to do it in a way that's going to bring you joy and bring other people joy. And that's really valuable. So yeah. I think that's something I would say it, sort of in closing is like, I think it would be great if we could all sort of reevaluate the different ways in which everyone could invest in the medium in their own way. It doesn't have to be monetary or like with tons of time or something, right? Like for me, if you were talking about the questions, like why you got into it, one of my biggest reasons. So like I said, I was an insurance broker or am an insurance broker. And I actually worked with my grandfather. Mm -hmm. So I work in a family business and he was an individual who worked his entire life, like even weekends and stuff like that. And I saw the impact that I saw that, but it had an impact on his relationship with his kids. And after he retired, he did not know what to do. All he knew was work. He did not know how to mm. be with him, like be with himself without working. And I yeah. saw that have a mental like impact on him. It just did uh, what it had on him. And for me, I'm realizing, okay, this had a giant impact on who he became. Cause you know, you work your entire life to retire. And once you retire, you want to do something that makes you happy. Right. And that's in theory. And for me, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, maybe you want to do this podcast to show that the stigma of having a hobby is not a bad thing. And one of my unrealistic goals for podcasting is actually record 365 episodes. Mm -hmm. The reason why is to release one episode, like have an episode for every single day of the year. And the reason why I also keep this podcast going is so later on in life, once let's say I pass away, my kids can listen to it and hopefully find some comfort in, let's say, listening to some, their father speaking about uh, to somebody about their hobby or picking up a hobby based on that. So just have that memory of 
don't care about five generations down, but like just at least my kids to have like that sense of like, okay, dad did something that is indirectly, but hopefully it, it impacts me directly in terms of finding comfort and happiness and feeling good about myself kind of thing. That is a good reason to make a podcast. That's a, that's a, that's a great reason. All right. Well, thank you, Alex, so much for this conversation. This was really fun. Uh, Alex is the host of Time for Your Hobby. Go check it out. Um, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks so much.